Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Goaded by his buddies, a nerdy guy who's never done the deed, air quotes, only finds the pressure mounting when he meets a single mother. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining, Ruining Our, our childhood. childhood, a nostalgic weekly podcast where a married couple rewatches and reviews our favorite 90s and 2000s movies to decide if they hold up to our adult standards. That is what this podcast is about. And hi, guys. It's been a minute. Yeah. We, had, we took a little break last week. Did a little traveling. We did a little traveling. And by traveling, I mean drove to another state and saw family. Yeah. For the first time in forever. Yeah. We didn't release an episode last week so this week it should be out in a timely manner fingers crossed yeah just gotta readjust to having to go back to an office and not having as much free time to edit yes and release so bear with us while we adjust to that mm-hmm. um, i think we're gonna start releasing episodes on wednesday now yes that's what we talked about fingers crossed yes but we'll let you know on our social media. Yeah. So if you aren't following us on our social media, make sure to check us out at Facebook and Instagram at Ruining Our Childhood. And over on Twitter at ROC Movie Podcast. Yes. Yes. So, and while you're there, vote in our polls when we put them up every yeah. week. Every week. That might also be adjusted. Yes. To maybe like Thursday to Saturday. Yeah, that makes sense. Again, we'll let you guys know on our social media when we fully decide that, you know? Yeah. We're just two people trying to figure it out. Trying to work and do a weekly podcast. It's hard. Yeah. Especially for the person that edits everything for us. We and need a runs our so- I was going to say, we need a an editor. We could have somebody run our social media. Hey, when we get big times, we can do that. Big times? Big I like times. doing it. Yeah. I just think I should get paid more. Because <laughs> right now I'm getting paid zero dollars. <laughs> so this week we're doing the... 2000 i almost said 1995 2005 classic 40 year old virgin or the 40 year old virgin yes starring steve carell among other people i'm a little disappointed when you said 2005 you didn't follow that up with classic oh shoot yeah but i just did it for us okay so there we go sometimes people want to hear you say it weird not really yeah they do they like you better yeah we should have a vote Uh, no that would make me feel insecure and me. We don't need to put that on ourselves. Uh, They're like, actually, I find Ryan very annoying, but I like Ashley. They're like, you know, the only reason I listen to it is because they talk about Rupert occasionally. <laughs> he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a cute dog. Yeah. Go ahead and hit us with some 2005 facts by going down memory road. Yes. This movie was released on August 19th of 2005. It had a budget of $26 million, and it made $177 million. Damn. 
And, you know, I was thinking, we were listening to Dax Shepard's podcast the other day, and he was interviewing Dave Franco, and they were talking about the decline in comedies. And I, making money and with making comedies. Monies, yeah. yeah. And I, I said making monies. <laughs> it would be interesting to see the last time there was a comedy that made $177 million. Yeah, we could Google that. Yeah. Some popular TV shows from 2005 were American Idol, CSI, and Desperate Housewives. The number one hit the week the movie came out was Carrie Underwood, Inside Your Heaven. Uh, a couple other popular songs were Kanye West featuring Jamie Foxx, Gold Digger, and Chris Brown, Run It. Wow. Yeah. Gold Digger's 15 years old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's insane. Some popular movies were Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Wow. Yeah. And as I always say, a good year for cinema. Yeah, it, yeah. it was. 2005. Yeah. I can't believe this movie, 40-Year-Old Virgin, is 15 years old. I know. Yeah. That's insane. It, it is insane. It's a good movie, though. Yes. So did, this... Oh, go ahead. I was going to ask, did you see it in theaters? I did. Oh. I did. Did you see it with your brother? No. No. Because I was living here already. Oh, yeah. I probably saw it with an ex-boyfriend or my dad. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, we weren't we weren't dating yet. No. Mm-mm. 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 Uh, the following year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I probably, after this movie, I've probably seen almost every Judd Apatow directed, written, or produced by movie. With this with, guy? Yeah, with you. Yeah. Uh, but this one definitely is, even though it wasn't my pick, it's definitely one that resonates with me in the sense that the writing and just... I guess the way things were kind of improved mm-hmm. is hilarious, and it has so many people that are so funny in it. Yeah, I'm excited to rewatch it because I haven't seen it in a couple of years at least. I don't know the last time I rewatched it, but I know I know I saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming with some friends. I remember this was a movie that I had kind of looked forward to that whole summer. Like when you go to the movie theater, it had a very funny looking poster where it was like Steve Carell had gotten a professional photo taken of himself. And he was looking off into the distance. Yeah. Like slightly to the left. And that previous year, I had seen him in Anchorman. Yeah. And he was one of my favorite parts. I, but yes. at the same time, everybody in Anchorman was one of my favorite parts. So I was looking forward to that. I did not watch The Daily Show that much when he was on it. Hmm. So I didn't really know him. I kind of just knew him from Bruce Almighty and Anchorman. Yeah. Now... We love Steve Carell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So He's a silver fox. He is. He's a good-looking man. <laughs> yeah. I just remember just his group of friends and it being, you know, a couple people that are fairly famous. Yeah. Just, you know, a lot of sexual jokes. Yes. And I want to say there are a lot of gay jokes. Yes. That's kind of where I was going to ask you, did you think it would hold up? And I think that's going to be something that is going to hurt it is there i can already think of some of them if i can remember them it's like they're saying it but they're also not saying it in such a toxic masculinity way that we've seen in previous movies that were made years prior Mm -hmm. uh but i still think it it is gonna hurt the aging of the movie Mm -hmm. a lot but i do think what I liked about this movie, and I think what a lot of people liked about this movie was that it that Steve Carell's character has a lot of heart, yes, and is a very like a good guy, yeah, 
who just, you know, put, <laughs> I would just think of the one line, he put, he put it on a pedestal <laughs> and, you know, had sex. Yeah. I'm not going to say the, the P word. Yeah. Um, I don't know why we cuss on this all the time, I know. but <laughs> I was just, I totally forgot about that until you said it. Yeah. I was like, I, oh yeah. But, you know, got in his own head for too many years. So, mm-hmm. but I think he has a lot of heart. And if, again, if it's a character you can root for and you want to succeed, that really helps the movie stay good. Yeah. Because there's so many movies we've watched where I'm like, this character is horrible. And he's not like that lovable, horrible, or, you know, in the recent years with TV, we have flawed characters that are bad, but you still like find yourself like rooting for them because they either redeem themselves in a way or maybe they just don't redeem themselves at all, but they don't even try to pretend like they're a good person. Mm -hmm. I think what kind of surprises me is the amount of movies that we've rewatched where that's the main character. They don't redeem themselves. And they are very hard to root for. Yes. When you rewatch, you're like, wow, that's a terrible person. And this is a person I'm supposed to like. Yeah. And you find yourself like finding another character. You're like, I wish that character was more prominent because they're way nicer, way better written even. Yeah. The one I can think of just off the top of my head was Wedding Planner with McConaughey and Jennifer Lopez. And they both were terrible people that you did not root for. Yes. You find yourself rooting for Bridget Wilson, the whole movie. Yeah. You're like, she deserves better. Yeah. So, but yeah, he was a very, going back to this movie, Steve Carell was very lovable. It's just a sweet guy. Yeah. And you do. From what I remember. Yeah. So you do say it's going to hold up or no? I think it's going to hold up. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be really funny because I haven't watched very many of the Judd Apatow movies, even the ones that I really liked from around this time period. I haven't seen him in years. But I do remember always laughing my butt off at him. So yes. I'm just hoping that still rings true. Like, I'm going to laugh my ass off. Really like the movie. We've talked about there's going to be some things that are a little cringy. But I don't think it's going to be so over the top that it's going to hurt the movie. Yeah, I agree. I do. I'm expecting, obviously, the gay jokes that I do remember. I'm expecting the almost maybe anti-female jokes. Not anti-female jokes. But just jokes about women. Mm-hmm. Because the women aren't very prevalent in this cast except for like two characters yeah but i don't know i can't even remember vaguely anything in this movie i remember certain people that are in it but exactly i I don't know character names any of that stuff off the top of my head yeah it's been a minute where can you stream this bad boy if you have sling you can apparently get it on that and that's about it Otherwise, you can rent it from all the other various streaming platforms like Amazon, Apple TV, and Vudu. But yeah, I'm 99% sure we own this. I'm 100% sure we own this. Well, you're very, very sure then. Because I think this was a movie when we moved in together. We had two copies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Because we're nerds. Yeah, it's weird. You mentioned the podcast we're listening to with Dax Shepard mm-hmm. his podcast is very popular um about comedies because he also mentioned it we were listening to the Melissa McCarthy episode from May mm-hmm. and because that's what we do on road trips is we listen yeah. to podcasts now it makes it so much better it does we've talked about it like a year ago when there people were kind of attacking Marvel movies because mm-hmm. they're the only ones that seemingly make money in the box office now and I didn't really think about how comedies are affected too because yeah. comedies are obviously a little lower budget than 
the action movies. Yeah. And people used to flock to the movie theaters to see comedies, and now it's really hard, but I don't know. It's it's weird because it's also like this thing about there's a lot of streaming services. A lot mm-hmm. of movies just go straight to Netflix now. Not straight to Netflix, but like they get bought by Netflix. Yeah, they get distributed by Netflix. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Things are just different. And it's only going to get more different. I don't want to say worse because I don't think it's a bad thing. But given what we've had happen with coronavirus, like I know Tenant just got like a wide release. Yeah. And it's made like $120 million worldwide. It's done really well given our world right now. But you have to wonder if this would be more of an option is just more and more films being distributed by Netflix and Hulu straight to home. Like we we watched uh, Kamal Najani's, I'm probably saying his name wrong. Kumail. Kumail. We watched his, Nanjiani, who was, his movie went straight to Netflix back in May because it was supposed to go to theaters. Yeah, Lovebirds. Yeah. With Issa Rae. Yeah, that's true. I also, I was also thinking that because of like coronavirus and COVID, uh, because we took we had that option taken away from us from going to the theaters for a while. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's made people realize how much they do like going to the theaters. Like just that experience, like yeah. the smell of the popcorn, the cushy seats. And like they mentioned the podcast that when you're in a theater full of people, I can't remember if it was the Dave Frank episode or the Melissa McCarthy, but when people laugh. Yeah. And it just makes things funnier when there's a huge group laughing together. Very true. Then when you, if you watch something at home, like if it's funny, you're going to laugh, but mm-hmm. it's like have, being in an audience kind of helps that energy a I, little more. I have always loved going to the movie the opening night, whether it was back in the day, seeing it on a Friday night, or now a lot of the movies get to uh, open on a Thursday night at yeah. seven o'clock. And being in that movie theater with people you know who are passionate, especially when it comes to like a Marvel movie. Yeah. And it's full of fans that are very into the movie and it makes it exciting and it's a experience. That's true. Because watching a movie with somebody that doesn't care about it as much is is not as fun. But yeah, when we watched uh, Endgame in theaters and people were like gasping at certain parts or like super cheering at other parts because they did something that was like probably in the comic books and people were freaking out. That definitely helps you remember that experience. Yeah, too. Exactly. There's scenes that I can think of when we would go to the movie theater, you get goosebumps Mm -hmm. and everyone's like, oh my God. So I don't know, maybe after we finally get past this fucking pandemic, like people want to go to the movie theaters again because it's something that they've missed. Yeah. For me, I don't mind staying home in quarantine and stuff, but the minute... I was like, oh, we can't go to a concert because there is no concert. I'm like, man, I really want to go to a concert. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I don't have that freedom to do that because nobody's putting on concerts. Or if they are, it's totally different experience. But yeah, I just I do miss the freedom of just being able to like, I'm going to walk outside and I'm going to get in my car and go to the store and not have to worry about like bringing my hand sanitizer and my mask and yeah. all this bullshit. The amount of times recently I was like, do I have my, my mask in my pocket? Yeah. And it came out, my, 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 my mask. <laughs> my, but, my, my, my mask. <laughs> but, you know, it'll be nice to go back to not having to think about stuff like that. One whenever, day, maybe. Well, I was going to say, whenever that comes around. Anyway. Yeah. That was a good little movie theater talk. Yeah. Slash COVID talk. Yeah. Mm. 
Anyway, 40-year-old virgin, we both think it's probably going to hold up, and so we're going to go ahead and hit the pausey pause. Go watch the 40-year-old virgin and come back and talk about it like we always do. And we're back. We just finished watching The 40-Year-Old Virgin, and we're going to go ahead and break down our movie with our categories. Like we always do. And our first category is, well, hello there. Well, hello there. Where we talk about any cameos of famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot when the movie, and holy crap. There's a lot of a people lot. that you would typically see in a comedy movie. Yes. But also, there was a couple that popped up. I was like, oh, wow, that person's really famous, and they're just dropping in for a cameo. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Who was the first one you noticed? Uh, well, I'll go with Jane Lynch, because she is one of the first people that you see after Steve Carell, mm-hmm. who we've obviously already discussed, and if you've ever seen this movie, you know he's the lead. Yes. Um, Jane Lynch plays Paula. Mm-hmm. Who is basically the manager of the smart tech smart tech yeah store that Andy, who is Steve Carell's character, works for, and mm-hmm. every, well, everybody works there pretty much in the yeah. cast. And yeah, she's Jane Lynch. She was in Glee. Sue Sylvester. Yeah, she was. She's been in a bunch of stuff like Role Models. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's hilarious. She's hilarious. Yeah, I really like her. She was in that one episode of Veronica Mars. Yeah, episode of Veronica Mars, Julia and Julie? Julie and Julia? Oh, yeah, she played uh, Julia Child's sister. Yeah. Yeah. For me, my first one was Romani Malco? Yes. (laughs) Sorry, no, I was just thinking that the other thing she's in right now is Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, yeah. 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 So I was still on... That's still on Jane Lynch. Anyway, yes, yeah. Romani Malco. Who we know as Conrad from Weeds. Yes. And then I kind of blew your mind when I told you he played MC Hammer on the VH1 movie about MC Hammer. I know I watched that because I love me a made-for-TV movie about anybody in the music industry. Yeah. Obviously, when we were kids, I felt like they were done a lot better than like Lifetime likes to do them, but ob- mm-hmm. like... Michael Jackson, Jackson 5 story, Ugh, the best. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. That one's long as mm-hmm. hell, too. There was a Monkees one that I loved. Mm-hmm. Ed Aaron Lore. There was a Beach Boys one. Yes, there was. I remember that I've one. I've seen that one. And then nowadays we get crappy ones. Well, I shouldn't say crappy. I've never watched them. Uh, was the Whitney Houston one any good? I didn't watch the Whitney Houston one. Mm. I watched like an En Vogue one. Ooh, I remember in Vogue Christmas. We watched yeah. that a couple of years ago. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I think if you're doing ones that are actually, like, higher budget and they go to theater, mm-hmm. theaters, yeah. what about you? No, theater. Um, then they turn out really well. But, yeah, I loved the ones when I, we were kids and they'd make them. Yeah. My next one is Seth Rogen. He plays Cal. 
And obviously, Seth Rogen's. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From a lot of things, especially associated with Judd Apatow, and he was in Superbad, Freaks and Geeks, and then he has a new show on... Uh, HBO Max. Really? Yeah. I don't think I knew about that. I can't remember what it's called. I will say I think this introduced me to him because I did not watch Freaks and Geeks or Undeclared. Which I did. Yes. So you knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also we should note there was a preview for Undeclared on this. There was. Yeah. And we'll talk about some more mm-hmm. in, in a few minutes. Yeah. We're going to be here for a second, guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, who is your next one? My next one is Ashley and Rye Rye favorite, Paul Rudd. <laughs> yes. As David. Yeah. And Paul Rudd has been in everything. He's been in multiple movies we've done for this podcast. Yes. He was. He's Ant-Man. Yeah. And, you know, he's Paul fucking Rudd. He is. Brian Fantana. 60% of the time it works every time. I just, I we love, love everything he's ever been in. We do. Yeah. He's hilarious. He is. If uh, you don't like Paul Rudd, can I just say, go fuck yourself. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Calm down. No. I don't, I know there's people that don't like him, but I don't get it because I think he is hilarious. And then he also is a decent actor. So just the combination of the two, you know? I think there's people to have a opinion about Nick Cage, Tara Reid, but Paul Rudd to say you don't like Paul Rudd? What ha- who hurt you? Yeah. He's a lovely man. He is a delightful human being. Um, my next one is Jerry Bednob. He plays Mooge, mm-hmm. who is one of the guys that works at the at the store who is always yelling yes. and angry. He's yes. a very angry man. Uh, but he was actually in Encino Man, which is a movie I've been wanting to do for the podcast for a while. He was in Walk Hard, and he was in Episode of Love, so... I'm guessing is a Judd Apatow favorite. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if you're you in those ones, I would yeah. assume so. My next one was Carla Gallo. Or yeah. Gallo. I don't know how she says it. She is the toe-sucking girl. That's, that, that's her credit. Yep. When Andy kind of goes over why he's never had sex, he starts talking about these bad experiences, and she was the one who wanted to suck on his toe. I do not remember her character name and weeds. Daisy, I think. Weeds? Not weeds, sorry. Bones. Bones, thank you. Yeah. Was it Daisy? That sounds right. Yeah, and she was a regular on that, and then had a little role in Superbad, and we saw her in the Undeclared preview. Yeah, she was, uh, I think she was one of, not the main characters, but she was in quite a few episodes in Undeclared, which is saying something since it was only like 18 episodes. Yes. Which, by the way, 
let me tell you, I had a crush on Charlie Hunnam before anybody ever had a crush on him. Because <laughs> it was way before Sons of Anarchy when he got all like hot and, mm-hmm. you know. And everyone was like, he should be the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey. He really should have been. Well, I think we can all go ahead and we know my stance on Mr. Dornum. Dornan. Dornan. Ugh. No, I think Jimmy Dornan's very good looking. But, yeah. He's no Charlie Hunnam. No. Can we both agree on that? Yes. Okay. The only reason I watched Undeclared. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, we just had a two-minute discussion about a guy who's not even in this movie. Uh, it's related. Yeah. Uh, my next one is Jenna Fisher, who we just spotted in the crowd at the bar, yes. plays woman number one. Yeah. And I thought, uh, when I saw her... Because they did, like, a wide shot of the bar. I was like, it's Jenna Fisher. I thought for some... Maybe she's in the... I was thinking that she was maybe in the party of the bachelorette party. Because yeah. I remembered them hanging out with a mm-hmm. bachelorette party. But then, you know, she doesn't have a line or anything. I'm pretty no. sure she just hung out there for funsies. Yeah. You're going, that person's really famous to just be in the background well, of this movie. At this point, she's not. She is not. It, I, I did look it up. The Office came out in March. Mm-hmm. Of the same year. Okay. And this came out in the summer, right? Yeah. So it had probably already been filmed. Yeah. So I maybe she was just hanging out because this movie was written by Steve Carell. So he was probably like, hey, come hang out yeah. on the set of this movie that I'm doing. I could see that happening because also he's widely known as one of the nicer people in Hollywood. Yeah. I remember he introduced Carol Burnett mm-hmm. for that award for like a TV icon. And he described Carol Burnett as... Being so nice, she makes Tom Hanks look like an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) That's Uh, fucking hilarious. He's the best. Who is your next one? My next one is Leslie Mann. Yes. She plays Nikki. I will always remember her as Big Boobs McGee from Big Daddy. Yeah. And she's Judd Apatow's uh, wife. Wife. And she was in This is 40, Knocked Up, obviously pretty much everything he's ever created. Yeah. And And, and a bunch of other stuff that he probably had nothing to do with yeah no she's freaking hilarious she's yeah she is i don't know like she had me cracking up in just her one scene yes yes she's amazing yeah my next one is katherine keener who plays trish who is the main love interest of andy andy i always want to say adam (laughs) i don't know why um and katherine keener has been in a bunch of stuff she uh recently was in kidding the jim carrey showtime show okay uh, Captain Phillips and Get Out. Yeah, I was going to say Get Out, yeah. Yeah. I remember a... when she was in Get Out, I was like, this is a weird, <laughs> not a weird role for me, just because this is like the main thing I know her from, mm-hmm. and I've seen her in a couple other things where she's pretty much kind of like this like happy-go-lucky person yeah. to have her be like a, a psycho murderer. I was going to say, yeah, the with spoon the spoon around yeah. the tea. Oh, man. I mean, I guess she's not like a psycho murderer, but she it's creepy. Yeah. She pulls it off well. Who is your next one? My next one is Elizabeth Banks. Yes. She is uh, very famous. She's been in a bunch of things. She, We kind of talked about her on our podcast because she directed the most recent Charlie's Angels. Yes. But and also she, created Pitch Perfect. And she was in Hunger Games. Hunger Games. She was in Zach and Mirny Make a Porno with Seth Rogen. Mary, I think. Mary. Oh, and she also, she plays Beth in this. And then she plays Beth in role models oh yeah with paul rudd that's true yeah yeah i forgot (laughs) 
I mean, I remember she was in it, but I forgot her name was Beth. I just remember because he sings Beth to her. Yeah, which is a Kiss song. My next one is Minnie Kaling. Okay. Another office alum. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Office uh, person. (laughs) I'd say alum. Well, yeah. She's also was a writer on The Office. Mm -hmm. And she just has like a cameo and she plays Amy, which is David's, Paul Rudd's character's ex-girlfriend. Obviously writer for the office wrote the mindy project has produced a bunch of shows um never have i ever never have i ever and Mm -hmm. that four weddings and funeral on hulu which i really liked Mm -hmm. and she's you know she's hilarious i was gonna say she is very very funny uh my next one was gillian vigman okay she played andrea at data palooza she was on a bunch of episodes of new girl okay she played uh, Bradley Cooper's wife in The Hangover, okay. Phil, uh, Phil Winnick. Yeah, that's <laughs> where I knew her from. The other thing that I saw that she was in, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember it. She plays Jack's wife. And if you're going, who's Jack? Jack in the Box, the fast food company. She <laughs> would play his wife in the commercials. I just realized I saw her and I was like, I don't know where she's from, but I'm like, I already have way too many cameos. And. She would play Schmidt's boss. Yes. Schmidt's boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was, I was going to say she was in a but bunch of episodes. Him. Yeah. My next one is Mo Collins, mm-hmm. who is also uh, one of the women at the speed dating place. She plays Gina. Gina. Spelled Gina. Mm-hmm. But you know Mo Collins from Mad TV, uh, Parks and Rec. She plays Joan Calamezzo. Yes, she does. Definitely uh, Parks and Rec for me. Uh, my next one is Kimberly Page, mm-hmm. who I told you she was a woman at the Data Palooza whose boob keeps falling out of her top. Yeah. She was married to the pro wrestler Diamond Dallas Page, but she was also like heavily featured on their programming. They uh-huh. had a dance group and she like ran the dance group. They would like dance during commercials and stuff oh, okay. and then was also his manager for a while. Nice. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Shout out to DDP. My next one is Jonah Hill. I'm pretty sure this is like one of his first movies. Mm-hmm. And he just plays an eBay character. <laughs> eBay character. <laughs> eBay customer mm-hmm. at Trisha's eBay store that they, they don't sell things, but no. they have things on shelves. Which I would have totally been him going into the shop like, I would <laughs> like to buy this now. And yeah, she's he's like, no, you have to go home and bid on it. She's trying to buy these like platform shoes with fishes yeah Yeah. and and he's just like i want to give you money and then i'll take these and she's like yeah that's not what we do here and he's just like uh i would like to go home and wear these yeah and jonah hill moneyball and wolf of wall street and super bad yeah all of the things he's very talented yes 21 jump street i do remember i think it might have been super bad there must have been something oh knocked up right came out in 2007 yep when I was like, oh, yeah, that guy was so funny and 40-year-old virgin. He only has a couple lines, but mm-hmm. he's so, like, kind of awkward and just, like, like deadpan almost. Yeah. Was he in that movie Accepted? Yes, with he Justin was. Long? He yeah. was his best friend. Yeah. That money came out in 2006. That's possible. Yeah. yeah. My next one was Kat Dennings. Yes. She plays Marla, who is Trisha's daughter. Uh, the big thing I remember Kat Dennings from is... Um, infinite playlist nick and nora's infinite playlist there we go and thor two broke girls oh i forgot she was in thor yeah thor and thor 2 yeah and hopefully thor 4 
That'd be kind of nice. Because I know they're they're bringing back Natalie Portman, so maybe well, they're because she's going to be the f- what they call her like female Thor or uh, she Thor. I don't know. She that's that that's the <laughs> she Hulk. She Hulk. Yeah. She Thor. Yeah. Mm. So maybe she'll be back. I don't know. I don't. Hey, I'm hopeful. I always liked her. Mm-hmm. My next one is an actress named Rose Abdu, and she played a woman at the Japanese restaurant. Another person that probably had like. A small brief line, but I knew her from Gilmore Girls as Gypsy. Yes. The Star Hollow, Star's Hollow mechanic, mm-hmm. if you will. And she's going to, I looked her up and she's going to be in the Safe by the Bell reboot. Oh. As a teacher, it looks like. So. Very nice. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, she was on the screen for like two seconds and you're like, is that Gypsy? Yeah. <laughs> My next one is uh, a struggling young comedian that is uh, on the up and coming in hollywood his name's kevin hart uh you guys should really go check him out he just plays a customer at smart tech who kind of gets into it with jay kevin hart's obviously been in the jumanji movies central intelligence literally probably the most famous comedian in hollywood right now i would say yeah he's very very famous Uh, another person is erica Vettina Phillips. She mm-hmm. plays Jill, who is Jay's girlfriend. And she has been in a couple things. She hasn't been in a lot of things. I thought she would have been in more things, but she was in Superbad. She played the store clerk that uh, oh. IDs McLovin, and she's just like, what? <laughs> and then she was also in a couple episodes of Love. Okay. So, which is, if you don't know what Love is, it's a Netflix show with uh, Gillian Jacobs. Mm-hmm. One of our personal faves. And uh, I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> I don't know the guy's name. Uh, no. Why can't I think of his name? But it's uh, produced by Judd Apatow and it has a bunch of uh, random. Including his daughter. In yeah. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. Uh, not Maud, the other one. Yeah. I can't remember her name. The, the, the littlest. The littlest. Apatow. Yeah. Was she the one who played Pearl? Oh, no. Or is that Adam McKay's daughter? That, that was Adam Pearl? McKay's daughter. Okay. And but David Spade is in love and he plays her dad. Yeah, because she's an actress and yeah, her parents are the worst. Who plays her mom? I can't remember. Oh, it's a very funny TV show. Yeah. If you guys are going, I don't know what I should binge right now. Definitely give love a shot. It's light. Yeah. It's, it's like a romantic comedy, but with funny jokes. Yeah. Aligned with most of. Judd Apatow's type movies. And a bunch of people that we notice. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we've probably called them out during our podcast as like they have little bit parts in movies. They're all on love. I'm sure. Yeah. My next one is David Kegner. He plays a dad at the clinic that Andy takes Marla to because yeah. she wants to get on birth control. And David Kegner, I think the biggest thing that people would know him as is Champ Kind from Anchorman. Yes. Yeah. And then he he was in uh, quite a few episodes of The Office because he always played the traveling salesman. They'd come back and he was a dick. Yeah. And he's been in a bunch of comedies. He's I love him. He's but hilarious. definitely Champ is. And I think he was actually on SNL in like oh two maybe oh, really? or maybe prior to that. He was he was uh, like a one year guy, kind of like Rob Riggle. Yeah, that that was another person I totally forgot was on SNL until we was we were listening to the uh, podcast. Uh, with Rob Corddry, the armchair yeah. expert, mm-hmm. expert, and they talked about SNL. Yeah. Because he was in the same improv group as Amy Poehler and mm-hmm. Rob Riggle. 
And uh, yeah, they got SNL and he got The Daily Show. Worked yeah. out good for all of them, I would say. Right. Another dad from the health clinic scene was a Cedric Yarborough. Mm-hmm. And he is from Reno 911. He's been in a bunch of movies. Deputy uh, Jones. Yeah, he was in an episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely Jonesy. Jonesy. From Reno 911. Who else did you have? My last one. So I don't know if you have any other ones. Is Nancy Carell. Yes. She played the therapist, or I guess you would call her, at the health clinic. Uh, She is Steve Carell's wife. She was a correspondent on The Daily Show with Steve Carell. She was on SNL. Yes. She's been on The Office. She's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. The only person, other person I had was um, Marika Dominicex. I can't say her name. Mm -hmm. Uh, She plays Bernadette, which basically was hired after uh, Andy gets promoted at work. And she's been in a bunch of stuff, but most notably a couple episodes of Grey's Anatomy in the last couple of years. And she was on Brothers and Sisters, mm-hmm. which was a show with Sally Field. Yes. The. And uh, Callista Flockhart. Yes. And Rob, was Rob Lowe in that? I think Rob Lowe was in that. Okay. And the one guy from The Americans played their brother. Oh, Jonathan Reese Myers. Matthew. Matthew Reese. Matthew Reese. He's married to... Carrie Russell. Yes. Yes. And connection to this, but uh, Marika Domancheck is married to Scott Foley, who is on Felicity (laughs) with Carrie Russell. (laughs) (laughs) You're just bringing it all back around. And another Ashley favorite, Scott Speedman. You love me some Scott Speedman and some Scott Foley. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Did you have anybody else? No, that was it for me. Okay. I guess we can move on after... We're at 40 minutes. (laughs) Good God. Uh, Uh, It's going to be a long one. The next category is called... Kids would call it a throwback. We call it the prime of our teens, where we talk about fashion, dated references, and that's it. There's nothing else, (laughs) Ashley. Why do you pause like that? You always are like, and that's it um what did you think about the fashion the mid-aughts the mid-aughts there was some some stuff i felt like andy wears a lot of polos which i feel like are timeless yeah. i know he's got them tucked in and he's meant to look a little nerdier but he was wearing an argyle sweater at one point that's true it was a good look for that time period uh, what did you notice? I think most of the fashion didn't bother me because if you think about it, a lot of the scenes happen when they're at work, so they're wearing uniforms. Mm-hmm. Things are a little baggier, but I think the thing I noticed is almost like in the women, yes. the fashion is pretty dated, especially Leslie Mann's character, Nikki, <laughs> when she first meets Andy at the bar, she's wearing this sparkly uh, houndstooth hat yes. that I think I might have had a version of that was striped instead of houndstooth. Uh-huh. Though I did have a houndstooth jacket for a while. And we have houndstooth suitcases. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the sparkly thing was what really... I don't know what it was about the early 2000s. I think this we might have said this in the Fever Pitch episode, why people were like layering shit, but there was no rhyme or reason to it. Mm-hmm. It was just like different patterns on top of different patterns it was just all too much it's like somebody's closet exploded onto them yeah, yeah. and like what like cat denning's character was wearing like three different shirts and they're all different patterns and I'm like what is going on there's no 
there's literally no rhyme or reason to this outfit at all. Kind of the fashion in this reminded me of like the fashion on Veronica Mars. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes. Where it's like super layers and yeah. And that Leslie Mann's hat. Whoa. Yeah. Holy crap. A lot of mini skirts. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing that I had because... Like I said, it's just all kind of lumped together. Was Cal's t-shirts? Yeah, he wore some cool uh, band shirts. Like he wore a Nirvana shirt and a Sonic Youth shirt. I feel like musical t-shirts, music band t-shirts, are always timeless, and you can get away with wearing. The, he could wear that right now, and nobody would be like, "What a nerd!" Yeah, no, yeah. his fashion wasn't bad. He was like more laid back and didn't really care, but it, <laughs> it worked well on his character. That's pretty much all I had. Same. Other than Jane Lynch's hair was doing something. Yeah. It was, I think she's had a very similar haircut throughout her career. It's short, mm-hmm. blonde. But in this movie, I don't know what it was with the top. It was like kind of feathered and spiked up a little. It was it was, it was a little crazy. Yeah. Not going to lie. It was a very, very interesting hair choice. <laughs> what about the dated references? There was a lot. There, There was a lot. Right off the bat, Andy's room has a Mystery Science Theater 3000, the, the movie. movie. That's <laughs> the one movie. of my favorites. It, it's probably my favorite episode, if you want to call it an episode. Yeah. Uh, but he has a poster of that on the wall, which is yeah. freaking cool. I never noticed it when I watched it, and I definitely was already a Mystery Science Theater 3000 fan, because mm-hmm. I, I used to rent that movie so much. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. What what did you notice? There was, obviously, we kind of touched on it before we watched the movie that we knew there was going to be some gay jokes. I knew there was probably going to be some stupid notions about how to get women because Mm -hmm. the whole plot to this is his his friends are trying to get him laid and they all have different opinions on how to do it. Yeah. They're at the bar and Jay is telling Andy, it's more important that she is drunk than she is hot. Yeah. So they're basically like condoning having sex with overly drunk women. But I will say they did save themselves in when he goes up to a woman who's literally passed out on a couch and Paul Ugh. Rudd's character is like, that's too drunk. You, that's, you need them conscious. You want them conscious. And I'm like, well, at least they said that. But still the notion of trying to get a woman because she's drunk yeah. is pretty bad and yeah. cringy. Yeah, definitely. My next thing was his action figure collection. Yes. Which I can't I can't be chucking stones at that glass house. No, you no. cannot. But he did have them everywhere. 
He had in them his in his bathroom. bathroom. Yeah. yeah, he had them in his bathroom. He has them above his cabinets in his kitchen. I've seen people that have them line their entire walls of everywhere of their house. His wasn't like that. Yeah. I don't think he, but he had a ton of them. Yeah. He does live in a, like a one bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. So there's only so much space, you know? And it was a hell of a 401k because he sold that crap for at the movie. They at the end of the movie, they say he sold his collection for over a half million dollars. Yeah. He did have a lot. Yeah. At one point, Jay is watching Dawn of the Dead, the 2004 version mm-hmm. at work, which I thought was a pretty interesting choice. Yeah. Cause he even says, like, is Paula here? Because I can't watch this. Like, yeah. he knows he shouldn't be watching that movie because at work. she only wants the Michael McDonald <laughs> yeah. DVD on. Uh, we mentioned their work, Smart Tech. Yeah. Which I felt like is supposed to be Circuit City. Yes. Which closed down, like, 10 years ago. But some of the sections within the store, uh-huh. they had a PDA kiosk. Palm Pilots. Oh, yeah. It's like, a PDA. I totally forgot. There was an XM radio advertisement. Nice. They had a flat screen television section. So I'm assuming they carried probably the boxy TVs too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm the... pretty sure they're carrying a boxy TV at one point. It's the one they dropped. Oh. The, the box was super square. Mm-hmm. But... And you had a team lift that thing. Yeah. You know that thing weighed 100. 50 pounds but a tv nowadays they're not that they're not that heavy no i used to be able to get a 40 inch television on a flat cart by myself yeah back in the day back in the day when you were hitting the gym yeah or literally because they were like 10 pounds yeah no they were not the only ones that i feel like you need to team lift are the super big ones and it's just Just, because it's such an awkward size box yeah yeah I don't know. There was a lot of like racial jokes, mm-hmm. especially when it came to Jay's character in Mooj. Yes. And it was about each other's race mm-hmm. because Mooj is Indian, I yes. believe. Yes. And or he might have been Pakistani. He might have been, yeah. I don't remember if they said. Right. If they did, it was very brief. And they're both making jokes about each other. But then they're like, oh, it's okay because they're actually friends. That's just how they talk. I was going to say, so like, I'm they just... literally hug each other when they're done calling yeah. each other racial slurs yeah i don't think you would see that nowadays and no unless uh-huh. it's funny to make fun of yourself or make fun of your own ethnicity yeah but nobody else should be allowed to do it <laughs> no. you know that's kind of what they were doing was like you know jay's calling himself a slur and then the uh Mooge was calling himself one too but they weren't like calling each other the slurs that's true. They, I mean, I will, they they did use the N word, but yeah, and it was f- to describe themselves. Mm-hmm. But I w- I was talking about like just like the stereotypical things that they said about each other. Mooj says something about like because when Jay finds out his girlfriend's pregnant, yeah. he's just like, "Does your baby just come out with a does he come out record? on does he come out on parole? Yeah, stuff like that. And like, it's just like holy Whoa. shit. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. No. Did you have anything else? Uh, yeah. Uh, Andy at one point's playing video games, and he's in a video game chair, and he's playing like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Yeah. And so that was pretty awesome. There was a brief scene where he's, uh, Andy is walking home, and everywhere he looks, there's like advertisements for sex. Mm-hmm. And he walks past, walks past a newsstand, and there was a magazine that had Ashley Simpson on the cover of it. Yes. 
And then there was FHM with Katherine Heigl on the cover. More so, I don't know that FHM's a magazine anymore. I, I've i never heard of it. It was For Him magazine. It was just like Maxim. Oh, okay. Yeah. For Him? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Did you have anything else? Just the last thing, and that was Dave takes Andy a box of porn. Right. And he's kind of going over the tapes and because they were VHSs in a lot of cases. And he was like, oh, this one's blah, blah, blah. And then he reaches in there and he's like, oh, this one's Everybody Loves Raymond. And he's like, oh, he's like, you know what? This is just a really good TV show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you should watch that. So. Which Andy does end up watching because yeah. he, he tries to masturbate because he doesn't even do that. Mm-hmm. And he just can't. He just can't do it. No. So he ends up watching uh Everybody loves Raymond. There was, I know we talked about, uh, I mean, we didn't talk about the gay jokes. Um, it was just that whole scene where he's like, you know how I know you're gay? Mm-hmm. And it's just stupid shit. And it wasn't even that funny, really. No. But the other thing that they did was make some uh, trans jokes or trans, well, they call them tranny and transvestite. Mm-hmm. At the time, they were using that apparently regularly. And it was because Jay hires a prostitute to take Andy's virginity and uh-huh. Andy was like why did you hire me a, a like a male or transvestite prostitute and and then Jay, the whole joke is Jay was like what yeah I didn't know how do you know she's that and and he said her hands were as big as Andre the Giants yes which and... I guess is a reference too yeah yeah that is a reference <laughs> but just the I guess it's like you know homophobic too mm-hmm. because it's like oh I got a blowjob from a transvestite prostitute but i'll say this he didn't have the typical 1990s reaction to oh my oh, god like let me wash myself yeah, for twenty thousand with... years like jim carrey and exactly. ace ventura no he did not have that reaction no i guess that's the difference between a decade yeah that's true growth guys yeah growth. <laughs> it's growth it's just they they make gay jokes but then he also at one point is like they asked andy if he's gay if that's why he's never had sex with a woman mm-hmm. and you know jay was like it's cool i have friends that have sex with dudes they're and in then, prison yeah <laughs> yeah which i'm like okay yeah but it's interesting to see from this podcast alone the progression of how we accepted jokes it, it, i agree with you it's a uh, i feel like none of this none of those jokes would fly now but 15 years ago it flew just i don't know we're, uh, we're definitely uh, a, we're definitely a much more pc country but when you say pc i think people tend to think like oh we're overly politically correct we can't say anything without offending somebody which i'm like i i think there's lines there is when you're making fun of people's sexual orientation or them changing genders or you know just women in general that making rape jokes or anything like that then yeah. like we should be aware that that offends people. Yeah, and me saying we're more PC is that was poor word choice. Yeah, because it's like you said, it's triggering. It yeah, exactly. That was poor word choice with Ryan. <laughs> uh. Did you have anything else? Uh, no. We can move on to the next category. Our next category, we're going to go ahead and set our alarm clock on our CD player and talk about some technology. So obviously them working in a smart tech there was just surrounded by outdated technology. And at one point, Andy is talking to Trish for the first time, I want to say. Mm-hmm. 
and she's wanting a VCR and he's they the fact that they sell a, just a VCR by itself it's not even a DVD combo yeah. is amazing. He but talks also, her into the DVD combo. But he also says it is a dead technology so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that was great. What did you have? Um Trish when she was working from home and Andy calls her she had a iMac but yeah. it was the classic apple shaped iMac huge all-in-one boxy computer i totally wanted one of those i'm pretty sure we've talked about it yes i totally wanted one as well i think every movie in the early and mid 2000s had that in the movie Mm -hmm. Uh, it was just when Macs started becoming trendy oh yeah i mean like you see a movie and if they work in a nice office they all have Macs. Mm -hmm. you know which is like podcast you can't see us but we got Macs. (laughs) the other thing was when she called him and left a message on his answering machine, which is just a another outdated thing that mm-hmm. you you don't do. You would call a cell phone. He doesn't have a cell phone. Yeah, it's believable in two thousand five. There would yeah, be people true. without them, but not a lot of them. Yeah. Another thing that Andy had was a like a three disc CD changer. Yes, which, I had one of those. Oh, so did I, and I thought I was cool as hell. Yeah. And my brother had to one-up me, and he had a five-disc. Sure. In hindsight, it was, oh, getting up and changing the CDs, way too much work. Apparently. <laughs> so I need a five-disc changer. Well, apparently it was, because then we created iPods, so you don't have to change anything. You just go to a different song. You bring up a real good point. Stop that, you son of a bitch. That is an excellent point. Thank you. I don't know if it was excellent. It was just but a point. But it's... We're always trying to figure out, like, that's the next step we should have. You should never even have to grab a CD. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have to store the CDs somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much all I had for technology. The last one that I had was Cal is telling David that he hired Bernadette so he could date her. And he is like, come on, she can't even lift an iPod. (laughs) That's true. He said that. Yeah. Since we did own this DVD, there was some DVD special features, like we mentioned. A commercial for Undeclared. There was also a commercial for American Pie, colon, Bandcamp. <laughs> okay, you're like, colon. <laughs> and it looked horrible, and I've seen it. It looked terrible. Ariel Cabell is in it. And Eugene Levy. And Eugene Levy is in it for some reason. <laughs> and it's like Stifler's little brother, mm-hmm. and ugh. So horrible. Half the premise was him filming girls at, at band camp. camp. Yeah. In the showers and stuff. If I had watched that, I would be like, let's do it for the podcast. And let's just talk about sexual assault charges that should be followed against the, this guy. It's but like they saw, saw it. they saw the first American Pie and they went, what's the cringiest part of that movie? Oh, the part where the main character videotapes a girl. Without permission. Right. Let's make almost a whole movie about that. Sure. Why not? That won't be dated. That's a 90-minute joke. People will think it's hilarious. Right. Ugh. You can almost see why it didn't get released in theaters. <laughs> and there was uh, randomly a preview for the 2006 Torino Olympics. Yes, there was. Which I don't know that I've ever seen a preview for the Olympics on a DVD. So that's why I was kind of like, that's a weird choice. It is a weird choice. I agree. And they were talking about some snowboarding event that was being added to the olympics it was like extreme snowboarding i don't know it was a very interesting choice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you want to move on yes 
The next category is called, Is It Even Good? Where we talk about the plots, the plot holes, and we name our funniest and cringiest moments of the movie. And I will say, I know we've been criticizing the movie a little bit, but there were still a whole bunch of funny parts. Oh, yes. Um, But what did you think about the plot? I I thought the plot's actually pretty believable that if we worked in retail, so we worked in kind of a similar place where you make bonds with people, and I could totally see them rallying around a coworker and trying to help them lose their virginity. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't think it's the most unbelievable thing. And also, they would give you terrible suggestions on how you should do it. Because they're terrible people. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they're just... They think because they've been lucky enough to get laid in their life that they're somehow experts. Mm-hmm. And they really do give him some of the shittiest advice ever. Oh, yeah. Uh, go, go get with a drunk girl. You have to get your chest waxed. Yeah. Which, you, I mean, he was an exceptionally hairy man. Yes. But... I agree. Do some manscaping. You have to wax your entire chest. Just the overall thought that there'd be somebody his age that was still a virgin. I think they explained it very well because he just had really, really bad luck. And then it just got so overwhelming, the thought of it, that Mm -hmm. he just stopped trying. That was kind of, I thought, a little bit of a plot hole because I felt like he had a few bad experiences. And they explained them. Yeah. But I'm like, you gave up so quickly. I know they portray him as he's he's an ultra nerd and how dare would anyone any woman ever find you interest in you but i was just like you're not a terrible looking guy mm-hmm. i wish i would knew a little bit more about him as far as does he have siblings stuff yeah, like I, some more stuff about him you know what's funny is i was looking through the cast because i was looking for somebody i think it was jenna fisher mm-hmm. to see what she was credited as and under the uncredited one of the person that was on that, that must be in a, maybe a scene that was cut, was Phyllis Smith, another office. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cast member. Mm-hmm. And it was credited ad, as his mother, which I'm pretty sure they're like the same age. Wow. Because I think they make jokes in the office that, because that, that, she looks a little older. Yeah. But they're the She's same like, age. the same age. Maybe she plays his mother in a flashback. Maybe. Maybe that's... Because that could be believable, but any... <laughs> like, no, she couldn't be... Like, his... Yeah, he may look a little bit younger than yeah. her, but not... He's 40. Uh, yeah. She doesn't look 60. Yeah. Yeah. Not in 2005, like the first season of The Office? No. no. Yeah. I, I agree there were a couple plot holes. Uh, I just felt like the whole fact that he listened to the three guys cal david and jay Mm -hmm. he stopped eventually stopped listening to them or at least started questioning their tactics yes but he the fact that he was listening to him at all was the plot hole because i felt like he was pretty smart Mm -hmm. but i think he just got so insecure because of them they made him feel more insecure yeah about things I, I didn't feel like they were over the top teasing him or anything like that. And they their hearts are in the right place. But also I could understand him listening to them because he looks at them and he's like, well, they've all had success. Did something that yeah. I haven't. That's so true. So clearly they know what they're talking about. But then he, I think he does finally realize like they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. No, not in the least. <laughs> Did you have any other plot holes? Mm-mm. What was your funniest liner moment? My funniest moment is when Andy 
leaves the club with Nikki, who clearly has an alcohol problem, and she is drunk. And so he has to blow into the breathalyzer to see that the car can start, I think, because she's too drunk. Yeah. And she just starts driving, and she's sideswiping cars left and right, and she keeps yelling at him because he's not looking at her when she's talking. Because she asks him, do you think I'm pretty? But at this point, she's been swerving, and he's like, yes, you're pretty. And she's like, look at me. <laughs> and then just at the very end, like, they almost get to, I think it's her apartment. It's Yeah, I think so. And she just smashes into a car that turned in front of her. She's like, did you see that? came out of nowhere she's like that fucker came out of nowhere (laughs) just the way she said and then to end it she throws up on him yeah just like did you have a daiquiri okay i thought you'd yeah i can i can tell i can taste that yeah just a wonderful scene yes what about you i had a couple but i think one of my favorite scenes is when it's like at the very beginning of the movie when they first get into smart tech and David, Paul Rudd's character, walks up to Paula, Jane Lynch's character, and he's just like, I finally have the courage to do this, but please, can you take that fucking Michael McDonald DVD out? (laughs) He tells her to put on Beautician and the Beast. He's like, I'd rather listen to Fran Drescher than this thing. He's like, what did he say? He said he was going to kill everybody in the place (laughs) and then blow his brains out because he's had to listen to it for two years straight. Uh, That's been my favorite scene ever because he just the way he says it it's so nonchalant and uh and he he approaches her so nicely like he's gonna ask for a day off or something yeah she's like hey i've been thinking (laughs) uh Uh, but yeah definitely the nikki part was one of my favorites Mm -hmm. and the whole scene where andy is setting up to masturbate for the first time and he lights candles he turns the picture away from him that's like a picture of him on his Maybe his grandpa's lap. Yeah, he wears fancy pajamas. Mm-hmm. He's playing Lionel Richie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Hello then, was playing. Yeah, and then he can't Couldn't can't do it. Do it. Oh. Did you have anything else? Or did you want to go to cringiest? Uh, I'm ready to move on to cringiest. Uh, What's yours? Mine is right off the bat, Cal, and I think it's the first time we see Cal. He's talking to Andy about, how was your weekend, man? And he's like... Yeah, we went down to Mexico and we went to one of those shows where a woman has sex with a horse. And then he's like describing it. Granted, he's like, it was gross. And yeah. then he's like, I felt bad for the woman. And he's like, then I felt bad for the for the horse. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, God. Mine was just when uh, Andy has an erection. I think it's after one of his dates with Trish because mm-hmm. they've set these rules that they're going to do 20 dates. Mm-hmm. And he has an erection and the next morning he forgot about it and he sits down to go to the bathroom and he pees in his own face (laughs) that was pretty bad yeah yeah that was pretty gross did you have anything else you wanted to talk about when andy is getting waxed and david and cal and jay are there with him i did like that i'm assuming this is where i got this word from Uh but david tells andy he looks mantastic (laughs) and i was like I probably got that word from that. I say mantastic all the time. I don't know if you say it all the time anymore. Not all the time, but I mean, I say it. You've said it. Yeah. I've heard you say it. Yeah. I'm mantastic. Feeling great. One of my favorite scenes, because I just feel like, the reason why I relate to Andy so much is when, after the poker game, when they do find out that he is a virgin because 
He does a horrible job of pretending like he knows what he's talking about. Are you saying boobs don't feel like sandbags? <laughs> no. And his dirty talk was just like, yeah, she's like, have sex with me right now. It was so dirty. So filthy. <laughs> yeah. But then he did the, she was like, oh, me so horny. And uh, I'm like, oh, you really did that. Yeah. Oh. But my favorite part was after when he's just yelling at himself and he's just <laughs> running around his apartment screaming and going like, it's fine. It's fine. They won't even remember. And just going back and forth because I feel like I have that issue. I like will sit there and analyze every social interaction I've ever had mm-hmm. and be like, it's not that big of a deal. It's a big deal. It's not that big of a deal. It's a big deal. And and he, uh, you can tell because they kind of do a fast forward with the daylight. He's up all night thinking about yeah. it, which is something. Yeah, I've totally done that. He's like talking, like while he's walking to work, he's like, he's like talking to himself, like having the conversation he's going to have with them mm-hmm. or he's expecting to have with them. And then half of them, they're like, hey, Andy, what's up, man? Yeah, I don't even acknowledge it, which is. But then Jay has reckon effects. Yeah. All I want to do is zoom, zoom, zoom on. And he's like, we're going to get you laid. And yeah. yeah. In front of the whole store. Whole store. In in real life, when you have anxiety and you overanalyze all those things, most of the time when you get to that point where you're like freaking out about something and you get to it, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, it was just as bad. Yes. Did you have anything else? I did not. I did want to give a shout out to Jane Lynch's character because I think what she does so well as an actress, and I feel like she gets cast in parts to make people feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like she's so good at, because her character is very similar in role models where she just kind of has this horrible conversation of, yeah, she's pushing the bagel dog. Yeah. <laughs> in a very sexual manner. Because at one point she's, basically offering her services to Andy to mm-hmm. be uh, friends with benefits. But the way she does it, it's just so, like, creepy. Uh, I was very curvy growing up. I had this body at 14, if you can imagine. And he was like, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. But she's she's just hilarious. Yeah. So good at what she does. Yeah, if we were giving out a Stanley Tucci on this, uh, uh, these, she would have been a strong candidate. Yeah. I did um, also feel like the scene where Andy is packing up his figures. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was totally you. Like he was just like reasoning with them. He's like, "Do you do you want to go? No, no, you can stay." <laughs> like that's you when you you, you can stay here. <laughs> Ironically, he had a six million dollar man Steve Austin figure. Yeah, and we sold some stone cold Steve Austin figures. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, are you oh. ready to hand out some awards? Yes, I am. As always, it is award season here on Ruining Our Childhood. We give out two awards every week, the first of which is a valedictorian to the Nicolas Cage online school of bad acting. Whom did you give your award to? I had a really hard time picking because I like everybody in the cast. I Mm -hmm. think like everybody in the main cast, all of his friends, his coworkers, Jane Lynch, they all do a really good job. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I didn't want to pick any of them, even though some of the, especially like Paul Rudd's character and Romani Malco's character is kind of, they're horrible. Yeah. If you think about it. I um, feel like Paul Rudd always has to be a horrible person in a Judd Apatow movie. Yeah. I, you know, what's funny is like, I thought he was the most sensitive. I didn't pick him, by the way, but we can talk about him for a second. He was the one that was, 
I guess, approached Andy with the most sensitivity, but then you slowly realize he's, his type of character is the guy that is really sensitive, but is also an obsessive asshole. Yeah. And he's probably the one that's going like, why did you dump me? I'm such a nice guy. Very true. Because I loved when they do see Amy at the speed dating Mm -hmm. and she's just like, we haven't been dating for two years. Why are you still on this? And then... When she gets to Seth Rogen's table, he's like, stop fucking with my friend. And she's like, I changed my number. I moved away. And he's like, I I didn't didn't know know that. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like that one sided of she's a bitch. She's a horrible person. Mm -hmm. But he was like still obsessed with her. Because at the beginning of the movie, he's he was a really good friend to Andy. Like Andy's having a breakdown at work and he storms out of work. He like runs after him. He. Yeah, he's, he's like, like you, what, what happened? Why? Yeah. You're a good and looking he, guy. And he's like, you can come out with us. There's no pressure to get laid, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And whereas like Jay is more like, yeah, let's get you. Yeah. Let me laid. hire you a prostitute. And then Seth Rogen's character is just like, whatever. I'm just going <laughs> to go smoke a bowl and uh, hang out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, my pick for this award mm-hmm. is Elizabeth Banks as Beth. Okay. Just because I felt like there was almost too many characters that were like his i guess supposed love interest but she's still really funny yeah she was you know but i just out of everybody else i felt like you could get rid of her and the movie would still be good Mm -hmm. because i felt like leslie mann's character even though she's really only in like two scenes her whole scene was hilarious yeah we talked earlier and obviously Catherine keener is amazing yeah so i wouldn't get rid of her. her yeah so i just i gave it to elizabeth banks i gave mine to Marika Domacek. Okay. Scott Foley's wife. Mm-hmm. She played Bernadette. She's a pretty girl. She's works Another, with them. Yeah. But it was, I'm assuming they were like, you know what? Because I looked it up and I think she's from Turkey. Uh huh. And then she moved to the United States. She opens her mouth and she has a terrible New York accent. She does. I was like, why? So she has this really bad accent. She's only in briefly like two scenes. You could cut those parts out and nothing's going to be ruined in this movie. It's like they almost were uh, thinking we need to give David an actual love interest because obviously his ex-girlfriend wants nothing to do with him. So they're not getting back together. No. And then Beth ends up at least making out with Seth Rogen's character. I can't think of Mm -hmm. his name for right now. Cal. Cal's character. Or Cal Mm -hmm. at their wedding. At mm-hmm. the end. So it's like they were just like, we need to have a love interest for Paul Rudd's character. I did find her accent a little annoying. It so was alarming for me when she started talking. I'm like, whoa. Like, why? What, why is this so cartoonish? Yeah. Um, do you want to move on? Yes. I'm dying in this room right now. Me too. The next award is the Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting. Who did you give your award to? I'm going to go home and say probably gave it to the same person. And that is one Stephen Carell. Yes. He is delightful he really is he's a really good character i chuckled at pretty much everything he says at one point he just said the words sex with a tea kettle (laughs) i don't know but no he said sounds like a tea kettle oh sounds like a tea kettle (laughs) okay that makes sense uh but it was so funny i put that down as a part two because it was when marla kat dunning's character was freaking out crying because her mom wouldn't take her to get birth control Mm mm-hmm and she's just doing high-pitched cries, and he's like, she sounds like a tea kettle, but he says it because he's just, he's never dealt with a teenage girl, yeah, you know. No. 
but he takes it head on and he is a father figure to this girl that he just met yeah he's a total sweetheart yeah like we talked about uh in the first half of the show about you root for him yeah when (laughs) this this was another one of the moments where i wanted to give him as my funniest moment when he goes back to Beth's apartment with her yes. and she's like, we can shave each other if you know what he means. And he's like, oh, I want to shave your head. Give you a buzz cut. <laughs> and it's all super deadpan. Like you have to pay attention to catch these just weird things that he says throughout the movie. Yeah. He's so funny. He's funny. He's He's lovable, he's shy, mm-hmm. awkward, and, like, you feel bad that he's never had sex, but I also feel like there's this innocence about him. He's so much better than his friends yeah. because he's such a better person. Totally. And it's maybe because he never got laid before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he was just, you know, it was fate. He was waiting for Trish yeah. to be available. Uh, you didn't say. Who did you give your I, I gave it to Steve, well. Steve okay. Carell as well. Uh, as well, when they're negotiating on their date to decide how long they were going to wait for sex mm-hmm. because Trish wanted to wait, you know, because they, they felt like this connection. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, 20 dates? And he's like, let's do it. And she's like, it's going to hurt. And he's like, not as much as you think. Because <laughs> obviously he's like, I've been waiting. 40 years for yeah. this. But yeah, just everything he said was hilarious. And also just there was that one scene where he's asking Jay if he thinks he's good looking because he's kind of going through this thing where like, I don't know why this is, hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And it, it just takes some like vulnerability to ask another guy if he like he's really serious about it too and genuine. Mm-hmm. He's just a, a great character. And I think that's what makes this movie hold up if you want to move, yeah. yeah. move on. Because I do think it holds up. And it, I think it has everything to do with him. The amount of people in this movie that are still really relevant in comedy and, you know, they're still working and are really hilarious. And mm-hmm. some of our favorites, that helps as well. But I think still, Steve Carell's character really makes it hold up. Absolutely. And you mentioned the cast is really good. There are definitely cringy jokes that we talked about but if you take those out of the movie it doesn't hurt the movie the movie would be just as funny just as well acted it's still gonna be a really good movie yeah i agree because also i feel like with a lot of these movies that have like seth rogan and steve carell or paul rudd you can tell that there is some improvisation Mm -hmm. a lot of the jokes they're funny, but they don't have they don't move the plot forward. No. So if you were to like remove them, then like you said, it has n- it does nothing for the plot. No. Um, there are just lines in a lot of these uh, type of movies that are hilarious yeah. and work really well. Because these are the type of movies that have those special feature where it's a linorama. Yes. And it's one joke, and it's all the different versions that you can tell the actor came up with. Just constantly changing the joke and they're always funny yeah so you could tell this would be one of those cases for sure so we agree delightful yes very great movie still still hilarious Mm -hmm. obviously i think like that it was set mostly in electronics or was pretty dated oh yeah but 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm just waiting for the news story that Best Buy is shutting down. Right? Sad. Which is, I was going to say, it's sad. These are, these were icons from my childhood. I'd go to Best Buy and buy CDs. (laughs) You're such a white person. Yeah. Icons. Icons. It's an icon of my life. Anyway, are we we done? We are. Awesome. Uh, Do we know the movies for next week's poll? I might have it somewhere. Let me look. Loser brackets. Ooh. Okay. Um, I will post this loser bracket on our social media. Uh, if you don't know, because we kind of talked about it in the last episode, uh, obviously throughout the last couple months we've been doing polls. And we- the losers of the, those polls have just been waiting, yeah. collecting dust. It is the going to be an NCAA style 16 movie tournament to decide the biggest loser. Yes, yes. And the first two choices mm-hmm. are Three Ninjas. Oh, I love it. And Jane si- Silent Bob Strike Back. Ooh. And in case you guys didn't know, those are probably two of my picks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the first uh, couple weeks are going to be mostly Ryan's picks. Yeah. So that should be up on our social media, Facebook and Instagram. Well, Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I promise I'll do a Twitter poll this week because I didn't do one last week. A Thursday? Hopefully. Yes. And then on Friday, we'll have the Instagram poll. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to go back to, well, I'm going to try to post a Facebook poll, like a normal Facebook poll, poll like I've been doing. Mm-hmm. But if I can't, then I might do what we did with uh, the week that interview of Vampire One, where I put it as a post and people can write on the comments because I feel like we got a little more votes that way. Okay. That's a good idea. Than in their stories. So, Yeah. That's that's the show, guys. Yeah. Uh, head over to ruiningourchildhood.com. Check out the website. Maybe buy a t-shirt while you're there. Check out our store. Yes. And definitely join the Ruiners Club. Join the Ruiners Club. We'll have another uh, bonus note up this month. Mm-hmm. Maybe two. Yeah. I think we already talked about how we were doing TV once. Yes. And also, next week, we're going to bring season two of are we still afraid of the dark question question yep it's gonna be every saturday so whatever next saturday is <laughs> and i think we talked about a goal being 10 episodes yes for the season but who knows let's hope we're gonna shoot for 10 and hopefully we get to 10 <laughs> we're a mess you guys know um so september 12th we're, we'll have a, a new episode of are we still afraid of the dark uh, and that's Ruining Our Childhood presents Are We Still Afraid of the Dark? So check it out. For show. And thanks for listening. As always, guys, have a great week and we'll be speaking to you next week. To your ear holes. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.